Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tradies, a podcast brought to you from myself, host Monique Dralovac, bricklayer and owner of mjbricklaying.co. I have created this podcast to motivate, inspire and educate, bring you to a choice of topics from inside the construction industry, women in trades, mental health and wellness, along with a bit of fun. The following podcast has been recorded at Tradie HQ. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the potty. In this episode, I have with me Loris from the ABN Training Group. So for those of you that are listening and that are from Perth, you might know Loris around as ABN Trade Mates. So welcome, Loris. Thank you, Monique. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the episode today. <laughs> awesome. So, guys, I wanted to bring Loris onto the episode to talk a little bit about apprenticeship programs and what the apprenticeship, the ABN Group, is all about as well. So, Loris, tell us a little bit about yourself to start. Cool. Um, so I finished year 12, I uh, wanted to be a, a draftsman and broke my wrist when I fell off a motorbike. Um, so I couldn't really do any drawing or stuff like that. Back, back in those days, everything was hand drawn, a bit of computer work and so forth. Um, my old man was bricky, didn't want to work with my family, didn't want to become a bricky. Um, and he said, you're not going to sit on your ass and do nothing. So you can come and earn some money. So I uh, picked up the trowel. And I laid, um, I think, over 500 bricks the first day and really enjoyed it. Dad what, saw, first day on site? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never never laid bricks before. Um, these were roughies, obviously. Um, it was for uh, a, a build-up and retaining wall and so forth. Dad saw dollar signs, so he said, I'll sign you up as an apprenticeship, yep. uh, through apprenticeship, um, and loved it. Great trade, very creative. Um, you can build whatever you want um, and have no regrets whatsoever. So... Um, after I finished my trade, during my trade, I did um, a couple of competitions. So I won best first year, third, second year and third year in world skills. So I won a bronze medal in world skills. Um, and my lecturer at TAFE said, look, I'm going to retire. I think you'll make a great teacher. So I started teaching um, night hobby classes and so forth. Enjoyed it. <clears throat> then went into the TAFE sector and started teaching young boys. <laughs> and that was a bit of a challenge. So... Um, but I enjoyed imparting my knowledge and teaching people and so forth um, and got a real buzz out of it, you know, seeing people come through mm. um, and then went to uni. So um, to obviously climb through the salary ranks at TAFE and yeah. help with your teaching. Um, I'm actually a, a qualified teacher. Um, and then after oh, So you did your teaching degree at uni? Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, four years, weekends, Saturday and Sunday with yep. a small family as well. So it was a bit of a challenge. Oh, gosh. But, but, you know, really good, taught me a lot of skills um, and what I use in my everyday today life at the moment. Um, and then once I finished that, I still wanted to study. So I completed Bill's registration and, yeah, here I am today talking to you. So, Lois, the ABN group is somewhere that I did my apprenticeship and I found the program really great. So if there was ever a rainy day on site, then I had the option or opportunity to be able to go and do site cleans and still get like a day's pay you know, rather than just sitting at home, you know, letting the rain pass. <laughs> um, and you really got to connect with other people by doing the apprenticeship through the group. And it was always like a safe and secure environment. So if the boss was ever to leave like the company or leave like Brick Lane, for example, then by being in the program, I could easily enough change teams and still continue through my apprenticeship. So can you tell us a little bit like more about this? Like what are the benefits of having an apprentice through the apprenticeship program? Yeah, so the ABN group started their apprenticeship program in 2004 and we were small-scaled um, and had about, I think, about 80 to 90 apprentices. And then in 2010, we actually um, expanded the program and got really serious about training apprentices. But through us, through the ABN group, 
what you get is obviously um, guaranteed of work if you have our apprentice on our site. So we're going to keep our apprentices on our site to ensure that they're nice and safe. Um, if we go on to other sites and we can't, you know, guarantee their safety. So they've got to work on our site. So as you are saying, Monique, you might have gone to different sites and that's always good because you can learn different trades. Um, you, you know, your main trade is bricklaying, but you've probably worked with a plasterer, mm. done some site cleans with the site manager and so forth and understand the whole business. And the beauty about that program is that you're never not paid. Um, the only yeah. time that you don't get paid is if you don't work, yeah. which is fair <laughs> enough. Um, and we pay you regardless. So we pay you the 40 hours a week um, and make sure that if we don't have work for you, we can put you on different sites and you can learn about the whole business. The beauty about the program is um, most of our site managers are ex-apprentices um, as well. Yeah. And we've got managers as well, um, construction managers and regional managers. And Dino Rourke himself, um, you know, he started his apprenticeship. He was Dale's first apprentice when he first started. Um, as a carpenter and now he's the executive general manager as well. So, you know, so the sky's the limit. It's a great program because it's in-house. Um, we don't just have um, building companies. We have supply companies like plumbing, ele- um, not electrical, sorry, uh, plumbing, roof plumbing, um, ceiling fixing um, and also concrete and cabinet making mm-hmm. as well. So there's a variety of work. So you don't just stay in the one trade or that specific industry. You can you can move around. Mm. I guess that's the beauty of the ABN group, especially in general, is that you guys are such a big company. There's so much room for growth in there as well. Mm. And I love that it is such a, like, I guess, a a communal environment as well. So, like, you do get to meet people and, like, by going to all the social events and, you know, all these little get-togethers that you put on as well, like, you do constantly, like, network and grow, like, your friendship group and everything as well. So it's always... Yeah, great for that. And I suppose for yourself, you're a great example where you've been exposed to world skills. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens doors. It yeah, teaches it you about public speaking, um, other people in the industry and so forth, which is great because um, it builds your brand. Um, and the reason why we, we get our apprentices to compete is because it challenges them. It teaches them other skills. And you're not just obviously stuck in the ABN group. People go and they come back. Um, I left and I came back as yeah. well. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because you want to try some variety, but most of our apprentices that leave do come back. Uh, Chris, uh, one of our bricklaying apprentices, now is the site manager at Ceiling Solutions. So yeah, awesome seeing him out there. So, Can you tell us a little bit about the structure of the program, or the structure of the program? So that someone that is looking to get an apprentice through the group, what might they be facing? So, like, I personally prefer going through an apprenticeship group because you don't have to worry about is something, like, you don't have to worry about overheads, sick leave, holiday pay, you know, the TAFE's already paid for because I guess you are charging out at a higher rate but that covers all of that for them. Yeah, to start off with, um, if you're looking for an apprentice, so we approach our trades and we approach our trades that stay with us and good trades and when I say good trades, they can teach the young apprentices or even mature age apprentices well. And look after them as well because we want to make sure that they can impart their knowledge and they're not, you know, just using them for cheap labour and so forth and they look after them so they stay with them afterwards and, and um, you know, branch off to their own once they've completed like you've done yourself as well. Um, but what we do, we find out um, what the host wants in regards mm-hmm. to that particular person, he or she, and then we go to schools, we go to TAFE centres and then we put the young people and mature age people on work trials so a bit of work experience. So they might do a couple of days here, um, a week or two and so forth. And then once both parties are happy, then we can sign the apprentice up and then it goes through the normal apprenticeship term, which is three years in bricklaying. 
some trades are four years and so forth. And yep. and by having an apprentice, this the host doesn't have to worry about anything. Mm. Like you said, you know, if they want to go to Bali for a week, they say, hey, Loris, three weeks' time I'm going to Bali. Um, can you place Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> and no problems. And the good thing about placing Johnny with another trade is that he can or she can learn from different trades and hone their skills and obviously um, make sure once they graduate they're a good trade. I mean, like myself, I worked with a couple of different trades before I went on my own and I thought I was ready once I finished um, and, boy, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did work with a couple of different trades and, yeah, I learned a lot. I uh, probably got kicked down a couple of times. I thought I was better than what I was. Um, but what that does, it gives you the skills and obviously the knowledge to actually, you know, go on your own eventually, so, mm. which which I did, which was good. Yeah. And I guess that's like, oh, this, yeah, it's another good thing as well is that like being in the industry, you do meet people along the way, especially like within your trade. So if you ever do need to ask a favour, like you're already going to like know people within the like yeah. network as well. Yeah. And also if you need a hand, I mean, I did – probably a year and a half working on my own as a brickie. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't get any trades at that time because it was, it was a building boom back then. Yeah. And, um, you know, you ask your mates, they'll come over, you help them out. And it's a great community, the Bricklane community. And, and it's, um, you know, I've, I've got long-term friends through the Bricklane industry and also through the industry in general. So, yeah, so it's good. Opens doors to everything. Um, and like I said, even yourself, what a great experience going to World Skills this yeah. year as well. So yeah, yeah, that was one thing that with the ABN group, like I wouldn't have had the opportunity, I don't think, to have competed if it wasn't through the apprenticeship program. Because I think if I was, I guess, through a private builder, I wouldn't have been able to take the time off work, or it would have been lack of knowledge as well. Like that was the thing. Like I got so much more insight or knowledge. I don't really know what the word is to say, but. <laughs> You know, you, you got more opportunities for growth because yeah. you've introduced a lot yeah. more, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we want to do with our apprentices, give them the opportunity. Sometimes they go out there and they flake and they think, geez, this is not for me. But it's still a great opportunity to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at your journey and my journey through World Skills, it opened doors with other other people. So my name and my brand was out there. And that's what I want to do with our apprenticeship program. I want to be, I love winning. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to be the best out there and provide the best for my people as well. So, and, and, you know, I I look after our apprentices like they're our own. So we want to make sure that we give them the best opportunity and they, they shine. So, and like you said, you know, you've had some great opportunities. So have many more apprentices and we'll keep doing that because I think it's so important, you know, for young people to grow and develop and build their brand. Yeah, it definitely is. And, yeah, so you're not just learning the trade itself. You're learning, like you mentioned before, their social skills as well. Yeah. Like I guess that's something I definitely try learning on the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know, public speaking and all the things. Yeah. And, look, young young apprentices get up on stage. We get them to speak. Mm. So it puts them in an uncomfortable position. Yeah. But what it does, it helps them for the future as well. Absolutely. And it's a big difference. And you've recognised that. That's a, that's a massive difference that we do compared to other people as well. But it's great exposing young people, even mature age people to that as well. So it opens doors, you know. Mm. Yeah. So what kind of benefits do apprentices typically receive during their training? So the benefits that they get is obviously they don't pay for their TAFE. Um, if, say, for instance, they're not learning in that environment, you know, people sometimes don't, you know, blend together well um, or fit together well. So we can actually shift that apprentice to another zone. Um, another host and so forth. So you get the variety of seeing 
different, um, you know, host trainers and people that you can work with, different work models and work ethics. But also, you know, we offer from all the way from Home Buyer Centre, which is our first home buyers, um, all the way to a two-storey brand and a commercial worker as well. So with us, you've got a variety of work where you, if you're working with um, a sole trader or so forth, they might only just do single-storey work and, and that's it and you'll do that for the three or four years of your yep. apprenticeship. So we also offer our apprentices obviously discounts to everything that we buy as well, so products, materials, vehicles and stuff like that. So we give them the best possible chance to ensure that, you know, they're set up to succeed once they complete their time. And also we make sure that um, they buy the right tools through their apprenticeship. Mm. So they're using their tool money, uh, they look good, um, they've got the right tools and that's all knowledge as well. So if you don't buy that and you just keep the same stuff, you're not going to know. So we actually try to get our apprentices to try different things so they can actually eliminate what works, what doesn't work and, yeah, hopefully it's all ready to go once they finish their time. I guess it's a lot of school when you put it in that way of thinking. Like, I guess, yeah, the way I've just heard you say that. So, you know, you want to look good. Like, you go to school. You're not going to go to school yeah. without a school uniform, you know. So you're going yeah. to start. You're trying to look good. And this is going to, like, give you skills that is going to help you later on in the future anyway Absolutely. because, like, let's say there's people out here that are doing their apprenticeship or are trading now and, like, looking to, like, what's the next step for them. Like, if you've, like, done all these things throughout your apprenticeship, you're already going to have, like, your presentation and how you're going to look. Yeah. You know, if you're always prepared, you know, it's yeah. just all these little things as well that you unknowingly learn. Absolutely. Like we, Dale meets all the apprentices at the awards mm. night and I always have people going, I didn't realise he was a real man. And I'm like, what do you think he was? <laughs> you know, <laughs> And he was a bricklayer himself. But, yeah. you know, meeting high profile people, successful people as well, that, that pumps your tyres up, that makes you feel good and gives you the confidence as well. So exposing our, our apprentices and our trades to that environment is great. Um, and like I said, I love winning. Um, yep. The ABN groups are winning um, business, <laughs> which is great. Um, and, and you have all that, you know, benefits behind you as well. Mm. So, yeah. And like with my kids, I always say, you know, straight back, shoulders up, you yep. know, present well. So, you know, you're going into it. And even when you went through world skills with the training through Eddie Campbell at the TAFE, you know, he, he taught you all those skills as well. So, mm, yeah. yeah. So it definitely sounds like the um, Brickies are the winners over here. <laughs> Absolutely. We're all Brickies here, so yeah. obviously we're winners. <laughs> From my own experiences in the ABN group, I got introduced to a variety of extras such as um, world skills. As I mentioned before, like if I didn't do, if I wasn't through the ABN group, I don't think I would have done world skills. But can you tell us a little bit about how the ABN group is such a big supporter of world skills? Yeah, look, um, world skills is a great, um, organization that showcases the trades and I see that only as a benefit so if we can expose our apprentices to that environment and not all apprentices want to do it some mm -hmm. apprentices look yeah, not interested and so yep. forth and that's great because they've gone through the process of elimination they've worked out what they want to do but at least they had the opportunity to do it and if you look at world skills and you know we went to Melbourne this year it's such a massive thing that they put on and it's you know friendship it's building, you know, your brand, building the networks and so forth. And that's why I support WorldSkills because it gives, you know, young and even mature age people the opportunity to showcase their skills. And people think, you know, when I was when I was laying bricks, um, I used to drive past the house and say, I built that, built that, built mm. that. And my wife was like going, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> but I, I mean, how many trades or how many jobs can you actually do that and drive past it? Yeah. Now I'm older, I'm like thinking, hmm, 
think I built that. I can't remember. I know. <laughs> I feel like I drive past the houses that I've built now and I'm like, I know it's on this street, but what freaking one was it? Because there's that many of them. Yeah. Yeah, but it gives you a buzz. I mean, like even, um, you know, we're selling our home and moving to another one and the neighbour goes, oh, well, you know, he's a builder, so he'll make sure it's it's, it's nice. And yeah. I've all, already got the thoughts in my head. And I will always go back to brickwork. Like I won't pay anyone to do it because I really enjoy, you know, mm. it's really crea- creative. And that's what I want to give to our apprentices, that opportunity to to build. And there's something like, you know how they say it's like riding a bike you never forget. It's like that. You can always go back to it. I mean, I was doing extension at my house and the neighbors going, oh, I don't think you're doing that right. And I'm like thinking, hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm like, go away. But, I mean, yeah. it's a skill that you'll never forget and you can always use it. So, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. great. Yeah. So how do you track and measure the success of the apprentices through the program? Yeah, cool. Um, we've got a really cool uh, platform called Power BI. Um, so um, it generate stats from spreadsheets, our um, HR systems, our payroll systems. So what we do, we monitor the success of um, three months into the apprenticeship. So once they finish the probation to completion. So we want to make sure that we've got 80% success rate of completing all our apprentices that come on. So we're realistic saying that, you know, 20% of our apprentices may not finish they might go into other fields and so forth, but our measures are eighty percent. So, if, so once they finish their probation, whether it's three months or six months, then we measure from there to completion, um, which is the eighty percent mark. We also measure um, our recruitment. So, how many people we've recruited to how many have gone through probation as well. And the reason why we do that because we want to make sure that we actually um, are doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and obviously focusing our time on the right people as well so we can get good outcomes. And we also measure um, our profitability, um, which the apprenticeship program, Dale, chips in um, about a million and a half a year on the apprenticeship program that we don't recoup. Um, So it's a big business, but that's giving back to industry and, um, you know, supporting the industry, industry and the growth. I mean, we're the largest group training scheme within a building company you know, um, in Australia right. that take on apprentices. So in our in our peak, we were at 348 apprentices. So currently now we've got 143, I checked today. Yep. Hopefully that figure's still right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't quite <laughs> um, And we also measure completion. So once the apprentice completes, zero to six months, uh, we want an 80% success rate. And we only measure that within the ABN group because we don't know if they're going elsewhere. Yeah. So we, we have an 80% success rate and then we do six months to two years. So we want to make sure that once the apprentice graduates, graduates, they're still with us for two years at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, you know, most of them stay for longer than that. Some come and go, um, but we measure that and that's a 60% success rate, which is higher than the whole of Australia as well. So we invest a lot of time by monitoring the training managers come out um, if, you know, the apprentice isn't travelling too well, then, you know, we'll, we'll talk to them about it and coach them through it. If the yeah. host isn't doing the right thing, we'll give them some feedback so they can get the most out of their apprentice as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of measures there. So do you actually want to talk to us a little bit about how you – so when we're looking at, I guess, Perth specifically, I know there's people from other places that are listening, mm. but um, you divide between two hosts on each side of the river – yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and how that works, I guess, as them as a mentor? Yeah. So what we've got 
we've got training three training managers. So we've got a senior training manager that looks after the training managers um, in the metro. And he also looks after the apprentices in the southwest. So there's about 26 apprentices in the southwest. So that's anything from Mandra all the way to Augusta in the southwest. Mm-hmm. So about about 600, um, 700 round, round trip um, in kilometres um, if you're doing that in a day. Um, and then we've got the metro training menus. So we've got D north of the river and she'll have about 65 apprentices that she looks after. John, John South, or we call it Central, and he's got about 65 apprentices as well. So what they do, they go out on site, they um, check on the apprentices, particularly when they first start through the probation period. We do a two, six and a 10 week review and make sure they're okay. And then after, once they finish their probation, we go into the trade specifics. So so after six months, um, the apprentice needs to lay X amount of bricks, needs to be doing this and so forth. And the beauty about that is that the apprentice is tracking through their program instead of being stuck on the mixer or just labouring mm. in bits and pieces. And also the host um, benefits from that as well because if the apprentice is laying more bricks, they're obviously getting more money in return. So we want to make sure, in particular in brick laying, the apprentice is laying enough bricks by the time they heard uh, reach third year to cover the cost, but also make some money for the host as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what they do. They do safety checks. We're big on safety. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the safety space. Um, one of our mottos is work safe, home safe. So we want to make sure that everyone goes home safe. Mm. You know, accidents do occur, but we try to knock it down to the minimum. Um, in the month of September and October, we had zero accidents uh, with apprentices, which is fantastic. Oh, wow. that's so, awesome. Yeah. I like to know how we did it, but, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep, keep going. But it's, it's, it's pleasing. We'll zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after we've got um, our productivity side of things and, and, and quality and compliance. So we want to make sure that the apprentices are learning correctly um, and they actually, you know, by the time they finish it, they know how to build the home properly and it's compliant and mm. so forth. So it's good for them, good for the host and good for everyone. Um, and we also do like island uh, modules where they, uh, when they first start on um, safety, quality, um, hostile workplaces, uh, psychosocial work, uh, health and safety and, and, and bits and pieces like that. We do mates in construction, so mental health. Uh, so we make sure that everyone's checking in. Um, and looking after each other, not just the apprentice, but the host as well. And we treat it as like a family business and, you know, a really good culture. So, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. The apprentices are indentured to the group, but the hosts, you know, um, treat them like their own, you know. Yeah. So we want to keep that good, healthy, you know, culture and that, that spirit going. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually had a, someone message me on Instagram the other day and they were saying that, over in Melbourne, they have been taking on apprentices and using them as labourers throughout the whole boom and yeah. they've not touched the brick the whole time and now they've just sacked them. Yeah, and that's sad that's because... so bad. It is. Um, and that's why we do what we do. Um, and there's benefits from both parts. You know, you can get a labourer, pay them labouring rates and they'll mix mud and shift bricks around and so forth. But if you can train an apprentice up, before you know it, they're going to be earning money for you and then you can pay for another labour and so forth. So, so we make sure that whether it's bricklaying or all our trades, they are stepping through the process mm. and learning, because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you know that apprentice graduates with as much skills as possible, mm. and also the host is proud, you know. And that's another thing as well. I feel like you're not only checking up on the 
apprentices, but you're checking up on the hosts as well to make sure they're actually teaching the kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, you know, you hear horror stories that, you know, they're on the trowel and so forth and they get to first year and say, oh, the kid's no good. You're charging me too much money. I'm going to hand him back. Oh, really? You know, and, you know, in those situations, you throw it back to the host and say, well, what have you done in 12 months, you know, that mm. you've had him or her to train him? So we we don't do that. We also monitor and maintain and ensure that the apprentice is actually laying bricks or pitching the roof yeah. or rendering the wall and so forth. So, But our, our hosts are pretty good. Yeah. I yeah. guess if you're going to commit to an apprentice and sign them up, you're going to want to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're forking out all that money. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's sad to hear that those things still happen and that's what's happening in Melbourne. Mm. Um, and it's not good for the industry, you know. You want to make yeah. sure that you do the right thing and people want to come back. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to employers who are considering taking on an apprentice through a training program? Um, look, I see the benefits. Obviously, I run the, the GTO, the training program at ABN Group. But the benefits from that is the support that you get, particularly with us. If you take on an apprentice with us, we've got to guarantee work to ensure that apprentice is on site. Um, so you, you get all that support. You get the networking where you go to the social functions, um, the world skills and so forth and, and the pride yourself and the support that we give them as well, mentoring. I mean, look, let's face it, we've all been young mm. and, um, you know, we've learned and it's been hard yeah. and I'm sure we tested our parents and our hosts and oh, so yeah, forth. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so having someone out there to help and coach and, and mentor <clears throat> through um, is, is a benefit. So if you take the apprentice on yourself, yeah, you can save a bit of money because you're just paying that amount. Um, but you don't have to worry about the insurances, yeah, exactly. the holiday, you know, and, and obviously through a, an apprenticeship program, it costs more because that's all the stuff that's obviously bolted on. So if you, you actually manage the apprentice yourself and calculate that all together, you know, you're not too far off. So, mm. yeah. I've had a few people ask me, um, about the apprenticeship program through you guys. So yeah. I feel like that'd be good, be a good episode for them to listen to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. But pick up the phone, give us a call. We can come out and see you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the beauty about it. And, look, we need <laughs> young people um, to keep the industry alive. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so if you you bury your head in the sand and say you're not going to take an apprentice on, who's going to build the home later on down mm. the track? And like I said before, you know, driving past what you've built, what you are building, it's an excellent trade. Yeah. Yeah, you can't complain. So, guys, give Loris a call, ABN Trade Mates. He'll come give you a power ride. <laughs> yeah, and a chalky bath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So what do you think are some barriers that are causing people to step away from going through an apprenticeship program? COVID was hard. Yeah. Like we we struggled to get good quality applicants. I think COVID rattled everyone. It was, it was a, you know, a time that people didn't know what was happening. It was doom and gloom and, and obviously now we don't even think about it. Mm. Um, and it put a lot of emotional strain on a lot of people and mental strain. Um, that, that, um, really put a, a dent in our recruitment prior to that. Um, the schools do normally say, take the uni path and so forth, but we are getting in schools and providing the opportunities with them where they probably didn't have that beforehand, say 20 years ago. So, you know, schools will make sure that they can actually graduate their kids and they're a higher achiever and so forth. But what the schools are doing now is they're recognizing that, Hey, um, you know, little Phil or Johnny, okay, they're not that academic, but they're really good kids. Let's get them into a trade, mm -hmm. you know. And the beauty about doing that in year 10, 11 and 12 is that you can do a tri-trade where you try a variety of trades and you might do bricklaying, plastering and plumbing and you choose plumbing, 
you know. Um, you know, my daughter went to uni and um, she's got a double degree in uh, business and finance and she's not even working that field. <laughs> I know. And she's got a, she's got a hex debt um, and she's in a field working with brickies and absolutely loves it, yeah. loves it, you know. No, it's so. crazy. I feel like there's like a period through your life where you go through, I guess it's like a bit like my hairdressing, you're like at that age where you don't know what you want to do so you kind of just take on, I guess, what you're somewhat interested in but, you know, you're not sure because you're still yeah. like going through your developmental stages as well. Yeah. I mean, it's all, all areas of life, but. And when I said, you know, I want to be a draftsman, the only reason why I want to be a draftsman was, was I want to be a fighter pilot and that was never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you got to follow your dreams. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and what the trade has done for me is open doors. It's allowed me to travel. You know, I've traveled all over Europe, laying bricks, um, all over Australia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing, you know, what you can do. And it's like I said, all you need is a trail and level and mm. you can work anywhere. So. And that's the beauty of doing a trade is that yeah. you can literally go anywhere. Yeah. All right. So, Loris, this is going to be a fun one. Okay. <laughs> so, for anyone who's listening that does know about the apprenticeship program and you know about the ABN group, you might know this question. Yep. So, the ABN group stands between six core values, authentic, yes. leadership, excellence, passion, resentless, and fun. Yep. Which one of these core values best aligns with you? Yeah, there's there's a couple of them there, but um, definitely passion. So I'm really passionate. So what I whatever I do, I'm very passionate at, and I want to make sure that we're winning um, mm-hmm. and we're doing the very best we can and getting the best possible outcomes. Um, authentic as well. I believe my two core values in life and at work are being respectful and honest. Mm. So authentic covers that. So if you're authentic with people and you make a stuff up, you know, so you're building your house, you make a stuff up, and the owners come out by the front door, going off their heads. But if you've done everything else right, they'll think, oh, okay, poor bugger's made a mistake. He'll rip it down and do it again. So that's where being authentic, I think, is is a good value to have, mm-hmm. but also passion. So yeah, absolutely. like my wife says to me, she stopped now because my kids beat me. Um, but, you know, <laughs> whenever we did anything, I never let my kids win. <laughs> and that's the passion. So you got to teach them that's how to the, lose yeah, every now passion. and then. That's the drive, guys. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'll understand. <laughs> uh, so is there anything else that you'd like to share? Any final thoughts for the audience today? Um, so not just apprentices. I look after ABN trade mates. Yep. So if you do work in WA and you work with the ABN group, you'll see me out on site. Yeah. So what ABN Trade Mates is, is to provide a good culture for the trades and it actually twines in with the apprenticeship program. So it's life after the apprenticeship program when you become a subcontractor. Mm-hmm. So we not only look after young people coming through, but we look after our trades as well. So ABN Trade Mates is, is about listening to our trades and trying to make the trade or the environment suit everyone as best as possible. We're never going to make everyone happy, but we try to do the best we can to keep our people happy whether it's doing a, a mental health course through Mates in Construction, offering some Speedway tickets, handing a Powerade, chockies out on site, <laughs> hats and bits and pieces. Need the um, ice cream on the sunny days. <laughs> yeah, we tried that. So they got me in a they got me in an ice cream van one day. Yeah, so I've good. seen that. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 about bringing people together, um, and and having that conversation as well. So yeah, yeah. so um, you know if you've got you know young people out there or you want to change your career, give us a hoy um, mm. at ABN Training. Um, we can't obviously recruit everyone because we've only got 150 apprentices at one time. <laughs> um, but if it's something you want to do, it's a good start. And if we can't help, we can point you in the right direction mm. because there's plenty of subbies out there 
that are, you know, uh, one man, two man team that want to take in apprentices or we help them as well mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, it's about the industry and, and keeping it alive. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I guess that's the beauty of trade mates is that, like, so when you're doing your apprenticeship, you know, you get all the support from the ABN group, but then when you become a subcontractor, it gets lonely quick. It so does, yeah. I think the beauty of trade mates is that, yeah. you know, you've kind of bought that like, you know, I guess in a sense, the program back, you know, your little yeah. trade mates team. Yeah. So it's good to be able to connect. Yeah. And that's dead on what you're saying there. Once you finish your time, it does get lonely. Mm. I think we all go through that in life. Like, um, you know, I changed careers and missed that bit of fun that was going on. That's why I came back to the group. Um, but that's where, you know, trade mates does connect and it's a glue you know, that, that keeps the, the, the whole group together as well. Yeah. So, like, uh, well, it was probably about a month ago we went out to a packed construction site, a commercial site, and just handing out, we, we had a barbecue, handing out some drinks, chocolates and some hats, and they're over the moon. So if we can do things like that and actually cheer people up, it's a small cost to keep people happy, you know. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap things up today, I'm just going to ask you three rapid fire questions that I ask everyone that I interview. Look out. (laughs) So what is something that you implement in your daily routine to always be consistent? All right. So what I do, I get up at five o'clock every morning, even on the weekends, as that's just the way my my clock set in my body. Um, I I make sure that I go out and exercise. So whether it's a walk or a ride and so forth, and I get myself into check so I'm ready for the day. Um, what what that makes me do is get myself ready. Um, you know, you might be having a shitty day, you're pissed off and so forth. It's a good way to start yourself and, and cancel out those thoughts and start in, in a good day so, you know, you can have a good fight and have mm. a win, you know. Love so that. that's that's what I do. Um, also, you know, uh, I ride a motorbike, so get out on the motorbike whenever I can. It's a good way to, you know, for your mental health and, and check in and clear your mind. Is that a road bike or a dirt bike? Uh, don't tell my wife. I've got five bikes. Oh God. <laughs> she knows. Hi. <laughs> what is your proudest accomplishment so far? Um, I'd have to say, um, obviously having a family, but building my own home. So the first home that I built, I remember my daughter, she would have been, oh, she would have been about six and she had a friend over and I built her a sandpit, um, with a cubby house. And she goes, oh, my daddy built this for me. And a friend says, my dad built a sandpit bigger than that. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like thinking, and my wife's going, sit down, calm down. And she goes, my daddy built that cubby house. And um, and Amy said, oh, my dad built me a bigger cubby house. And she stood up and put her hands on her, on her hips and she just says, well, my dad built my house. <laughs> and, and Amy just sat there like, oh, got nothing. And I'm like thinking, wow. That's <laughs> so know? good. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um, having your family and seeing them grow up is obviously a massive accomplishment, you know, mm. married, having family, but being able to build and provide for your family and, you know, it's, it's great, you know, building your own home. It's great satisfaction. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, I don't have any kids yet. So <laughs> that's yep, awesome plenty to of time. <laughs> I know that'd be my proudest accomplishment then. Yeah. <laughs> So if you weren't working for ABN Trade Mates, what would you be instead? Oh, geez, that's a hard one. <laughs> I have to think about that. I don't know. It'd have to be something creative. Like um, my son says I'm a shit welder. Um, so <laughs> I'd like to learn and um, weld. I like working with metal as yeah. well. I think I'm good, but clearly not. <laughs> um, so maybe in that field, something different, um, try something different. But 
it needs to be an environment where you're helping and teaching people. I really get a, yeah. a big buzz out of that. Well, hands-on stuff really, hey? Yeah, mm. yeah, and I enjoy it. I mean, I look, I sit behind a desk in an office sometimes and I get rattled. I have to get up and go yeah. out. Um, I love it, you know, being outside, uh, working with people, transferring your skills, helping people out. They help you. That's how you learn and how you grow, you know, getting feedback. So mm. so for something different, um, yeah, probably get into the metal industry, but I need to be outside. I don't want to be in a shed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for joining me on today's episode of yeah. Let's Talk Chadies. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. You All too. Right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Tradies. If you like this episode or think you might know someone who might like this episode, please like it and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it at Let's Talk Tradies.